This is Self Guided, the podcast for real self empowerment, where I share the wisdom that I've collected as a feminine embodiment coach. It's everything that's helped me and my clients get off the addictive cycle of finding a flaw within yourself to fix and instead step into radical self acceptance. Because honestly, we were never broken. Please enjoy. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the ninth episode of season one of Self Guided Eight Habits to Drop for a Better Body Image. This episode is being released just before February, and I have so many fun things lined up for you all. So that's where we'll begin, and then we'll hop on to today's topic. The first is that if you missed the very first body image reset workshop that happened not too long ago, the good news is that I am hosting another one really, really soon. It's going to be February 9th at 6 p.m. Eastern time. All you have to do is register for the event and you'll find the link at my website or at the trusty link in my Instagram bio if that's where you like to keep up with me. I will, of course, put it in the newsletter as well. So if you're not on the email list, you may want to get on that. The second is that I am bringing the foundations of the full body image reset to you all in a bite-sized mini group setting. It's called the Kickstarter program, and it's a great, great way for you to see if my approach and style of coaching and mentoring is for you while getting everything that you need to hit the ground running on your body image journey. I've taken the foundations of my one-on-one program and made it even more accessible in both price and commitment. We meet for one hour per week for six weeks. Super easy. In a small group where I teach you the concepts and we apply them in real time, which means coaching and mentoring on the spot with additional support in between via Slack. If you feel called to do this, you're going to want to hop on that because we actually start February 16 and you want to sign up before the start date. You can check out both offers on my website, dominicvandal.com. That is D-O-M-I-N-I-Q-U-E-V-A-N-D-A-L.com or message me on the socials. And of course, if you are on my email list, you will receive all that information in there as well in the coming days. So if you're not on there, maybe you want to be. All right, back to today's episode. If what we want going forward is a healthier body image, then we can look at what our current experience of our body image is and decide from there where we add a little more tenderness and acceptance. There's a difference between believing That how you see and experience your body is an identity, like I am weak or I am a nervous person. And seeing that so much of how you see and experience your body is habitual. When I think of something as being habitual, I also see it as malleable, something that can be changed. When I see something as being who I am, it's just who I am. I find that much harder to wiggle free from. While I do recognize that habits need a little bit of work and attention, okay, maybe a lot in order to change them, I also know that it's much more possible than to change my identity 
With that in mind, I also think it's super useful to look at removing habits instead of adding habits into our lives. In my experience, it's been liberating to just not have certain habits. What I will offer is a pivot, a single pivot that you can use whenever you find yourself in one of these habits. Here are the eight habits to drop like a hot potato to help us get started to having a much better body image this year. Number one, goodbye to comparing our bodies to others. We have no idea how someone else sees their own body. We may think that they feel great about themselves, but as someone who others thought she had a great body growing up, I can tell you that I never much liked it. Comparing your body to someone else's won't help you appreciate yours. It has nothing to do with you. And the brain, the brain is supposed to always be judging if things are safe, And sometimes it does this by doing a comparison. So if these bodies are accepted as safe to have in my group, culture, or community, how does mine compare? It's a habit of the mind. It's probably really good at it, but it's not the most useful. It's not actually using objective data to make its comparison. And I've yet to see how this can be useful. Sure, it's a normal part of development, but we don't have to allow this habit to continue. So bye. Number two, goodbye to negative self-talk. More specifically about your body, of course. This is so very linked to comparing our bodies to other people because it's typically what happens next. Once your brain has identified a supposed issue, it will apply whatever programming it has that it thinks will save you from impending doom of being ostracized from the group. I'm guessing not everyone experiences negative self-talk, but someone all too familiar with it, I can say that it leaves me feeling shaken and desperate, like as if a parent just screamed at me. The only time it doesn't feel this way is when I've adopted a I'll show you attitude, but it's not real. It's to make myself feel bigger then I actually think that I am in that moment. And another thing, if being bullies to ourselves worked to create the changes we want in our lives, would have worked by now. So consider being kind to yourself. Not overly permissive, just kind. And let me know how that goes. All right, we say next to that one. Number three, goodbye to feeling guilty for eating certain foods. Guilt is not an emotion that's going to help you make decisions that will pivot how you think about your body. It's only going to drive you to do more things that you'll feel guilty about. This feeling guilty for eating certain foods became a habit for many of us because of what we read in magazines and what we were told were healthy foods versus junk foods and whatever that might mean. It can also just be from what you heard from those around you and whatever they said about the food that people were eating or not eating and what that made of them and what it didn't make of them, right? Any of those commentaries. Maybe you were even made to feel guilty for eating certain foods instead of supported. The more you believed that that's what you're supposed to be, guilty, right? The more you believed it to be true, the more you experienced it. 
It is known to your system and will be offered to you as a habit. Number four, goodbye to striving for an ideal body shape and perfection. It doesn't exist. You are giving yourself an impossible task. What is possible to strive for, however, is more body awareness. Your body will tell you what it needs. And it has nothing to do with needing an ideal shape, size, any of that. And on that topic, here's my question to you. Why do you want to be that ideal, whatever that is, body shape? Do you believe you will like your body and experience your body differently in that shape? Sometimes the answer is yes. Maybe you'll have more mobility and range of motion, so you'll better be able to do an activity that you crave to do. Sometimes the answer is no. And here's an example. I know a lot of women who have decided to get breast implants to fit a body ideal. Not one of them has a better relationship with their body today. Not one of them. And then add to that, maybe your Enneagram. So if you're an Enneagram one, for instance, and your main mental habit is to improve and to find things that could be improved, then you'll always find something else to improve on your body unless you recognize it for what it is, a mental habit, and interrupt the habit. So all of these habit interruptions, they won't be fun. They'll take some getting used to. It's a bit uncomfortable. If you're working on your body image, Let's be frank, you already feel uncomfortable, but it's not getting better. Doing these interruptions, going through this discomfort, will actually make things better. You will actually improve your body image, your relationship with your body. All right, let's get back to the list. Number five, goodbye to unrealistic beauty standards. Very similar to number four, a little bit different. And that's because every body's body is different. One standard could never do justice to the beauty that can be found through diversity. When you look at what the standards have been in the past, they've changed drastically. And who's to say if any of the standards at any given time were actually useful for us? We now know that beauty standards do not and cannot represent each and every one of us, which leaves us feeling unseen, not valued. And that's not to mention the increased risk of body dysmorphia, eating disorders, and other serious mental health conditions due to those beauty standards. So goodbye. Number six, goodbye to judging our own worth based on our physical appearance. Your worth is in no way based on how you look. You are worthy simply because you exist. Let that sink in. You are worthy simply because you exist. Your body will change over time. Your experience of your body will change over time. What your body is capable of will change over time. Do you want your self-worth to keep fluctuating alongside that? You don't have to believe like I do that your worth always was and always will be infinite. If you're going to choose to base your worth on something, you may want to spend some time really thinking of something that isn't fully out of your control, something that no one can take away from you, something that is untouchable, something that can't be judged. And if you find something, let me know. 
I'd love to see what was revealed to you, but worth and physical appearance don't belong together. So let's drop that habit to put and smoosh those things together. All right, number seven, goodbye to feeling ashamed of our bodies. Shame is part of that endless cycle along with guilt. Shame drives us to hide and behave in ways that we would then judge as shameful. So you don't have to go from being ashamed of your body to loving it, but there's lots of room in between those two emotions. Bodies are bodies are bodies. There's nothing shameful about them until we think that there is. If you've listened to some past episodes, you'll have heard me say this before. The brain will go for the programming that is most practiced because it's easier and takes less energy. Just because it is known to your brain doesn't mean you have to keep it, doesn't mean it's the most useful and practical and empowering way to think. The habit of the brain is to offer you recycled thoughts that recreate a known state of being, such as ashamed or guilt, number three. That habit was learned, and a new habit of the brain can replace it. Is there more to it than a simple pivot that I'm going to offer later? Yes, 100%. But this pivot that I will share after the next habit is going to give you some momentum, some relief, and it's worth a try for sure. So let's go to our last goodbye. Number eight, we are saying goodbye to neglecting our bodies. If you find yourself in this category, it's likely that you've experienced all or almost all of the previous habits and that it was painful, painful to the point that you did interrupt those habits with disassociating from your body. It's a coping mechanism, and it is useful when it's necessary, at the time when you really needed to do this. And it's possible you chose to not think of your body, and it's also possible that you didn't actually make a conscious decision here. What can happen with neglecting your body is that it's fine until it's not. Then, that next time that you want to do something and you're just about to book your ticket for an amazing vacation, but now, seemingly out of the blue, you're reminded that you don't like how you look or how you fit in anything, whatever that is for you. And then, you don't purchase the ticket. You return to the status quo, but there's always this low hum of discontent. So you can see that both ends of the spectrum lead to having a low body image. Paying attention to your body is how you'll find out how you can better take care of it with compassion and grace. All right, now's when you sing your favorite goodbye song, envision these habits dissipating and making room for the pivot. The pivot to each of these habits is going to be what else is also possible here. So let's try a few examples. When you notice yourself comparing your body to other bodies, ask yourself, what else is also possible here? When I answer this question, I recognize that there are some really good benefits to being in my body. As an example, I have a small chest, and whenever I've compared the size of my chest to others, I remember that I've never experienced underboob sweat, right? There's just 
as many great reasons to have every shape and size breasts. Whether big, small, in between, different sizes, all of it. You just have to find it. And you get to find that by asking yourself, what else is possible here? Another example, when you notice yourself feeling guilty for eating certain foods, ask yourself, what else is also possible here? When I answer this question, I recognize that I fulfilled a need that I had by eating this thing and that other emotions are available to me, such as satiated. I don't have to feel guilty. I can feel satiated. And when I feel satiated, I stop eating. Just to give you a couple of ideas. Okay, so go ahead, try the pivot for any of the eight habits and share with me over on the socials some of what you come up with. I'll share them with my followers, whom I am sure will benefit as well. Here's to embracing our unique bodies and accepting them for what they are. Until next time, love to each and every one. If you're new to feminine embodiment or want to know how to better tap into your body's wisdom, I've got just the resource for you. I created the Is This For Me guide to help you find out exactly how your body is speaking to you and letting you know if something is a full body yes or not. You can grab the guide at dominicvandal.com slash links. That's D-O-M-I-N-I-Q-U-E-V-A-N-D-A-L.com slash links, L-I-N-K-S. That's right, with an S. And guess what? The guide is specifically designed to see if a program, course, or coach is for you. And let's be real, you can use this guide for everything. Thank you so much for spending your precious time with me.